Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Sparky Piper, 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee Sports Time. Out with our guy, Chad Ryder, NFL.com. We'll talk about his three-round mock draft that he has up currently. We broadcast from the Wendy's Studios. When the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's. That's right. After every Milwaukee Bucks victory, head to a participating Wisconsin Wendy's within 24 hours and get yourself a free Frosty chocolate or vanilla. I will say this, Chad Ryder, I am a big, big fan of the Packers going tight end in the first round. However, when I was looking... Looking at your mock draft, I was thinking Michael Mayer from uh, Notre Dame was going to be the selection of that's who they were going to probably look at taking. Uh, however, as I look at your mock draft, I'm realizing that Mayer from Notre Dame is actually sliding in the first round in your mock draft. Well, uh, you know, there's a difference between guys that I like, like Michael Mayer, and where they get selected. And I'm not hearing anybody liking him as much as I do. So if they use that number 15 pick, if they stay there and they use that number 15 pick on there, I'm happy. I would be happy about that. Daniel Jeremiah had Mayer in like 26 or 27, I think, in his mock draft. Yeah, and I think teams don't think he's a quick twitch athlete like some of the other guys. But, I, again, for me, I'll take that guy on my team any any day of the week. Um, We've seen guys like Mark Andrews with the Ravens just become – an outstanding player, and Mayer is at least as athletic or even more athletic as Andrews was coming out of Oklahoma. You have him taking uh, Mr. Hamstring out of Ohio State, uh, the wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Nygma. Yes. Uh, I think if you see, if he is healthy at the combine, look, Jameson Williams went uh, 12 last year after with an ACL, right? right. I mean, he, he couldn't even work out or anything. So, uh, Smith and Jigba is either going to go somewhere in that middle to the late part of the first round, depending on if he can work out at the combine, how he looks, all that stuff. That guy, anybody who watched Ohio State, even when Olave and uh, Garrett Wilson were there, JSN was just as talented as those guys. And he was an explosive, he was reliable. So if he's healthy, he really should be a mid, you know, picked in that 15 to 22 area somewhere. 
uh, at least. So I think he could be a real bargain for them, again, if he is healthy. My thing on this is, and it's not all the time, but I can just probably give you a list of guys that uh, with hamstring injuries that kind of uh, hurt their career. Fred Taylor, the running back from Jacksonville. Clay Matthews with the Packers, constantly with hamstring injuries. Uh, is there any history of this outside of the latest hamstring injury uh, for him? No, no. This is a, uh, just a nagging thing that happened last year. And before that, he is as good as any receiver on that team. He beat out, I mean, uh, James Williams had to leave Ohio State because Smith and Jigba got in the rotation ahead of him. So Williams transferred to Alabama. That's how good that guy is. So, yeah. again, now if he, if he shows at the combine, still can't go, doctors are worried about it, I hear bad things in the medical, that is, that's a different situation. But for now, I'm going to put him in here and, and we'll see how things go. You talked about uh, on a uh, Kurt and Long podcast that you and I did, and you can download Kurt and Long wherever you download your favorite podcasts, uh, of the Packers possibly maybe looking to move up in this draft, and it wouldn't surprise you if they look mm-hmm. to move up to 10 or maybe a little bit higher regardless uh, if they have Rodgers or Love or whoever the quarterback is. Where do you think their eyes would be set if they were to go up? Well, I think, again, you're looking at receiver or tight end. And I think if, uh, let's just say Smith and Jigba is not the guy that they like the most, maybe a guy like Jordan Addison out of USC could be a guy that could play inside with uh, Christian Watson outside. I could see them very easily going up for them if they love a Dalton Kincaid at tight end or Michael Mayer if they like him more than other people do. Um, I think there's a lot of different um, options for them. And, the, you know, the, I look at 10 because the Eagles are always willing Tilson to trade offers. So that 10 to 15 or moving up from 15 to 10 is really good. And also Tennessee, if they're okay at quarterback, they could be looking at tight end at that 11 spot. So that, or even receiver, if they're still a little irritated about how the whole AJ Brown, uh, Traylon Burks thing is going so far. Let's talk about Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid, uh, the other tight end who, again, I've seen guys putting in front of Mayer. We know Mayer's comparison is Gronkowski. We've heard that a million times. Who is Kincaid's uh, comparison? Well, I think there's a lot. I think you could go anywhere from Evan Ingram to um, uh, Mike Kosicki to he's just one of these guys that is super athletic, not a big blocker type guy. But he was a basketball player. He took on football late in his in his uh, high school career. Went to University of San Diego before transferring uh, to Utah. He's just really athletic uh, guy who's going to go down the seam, go down the sideline. Uh, and you know he's not um, he's a little stronger than Kasiki, which is why I like him a little bit more. But uh, you know he's just it's like a ten, he's he's a receiver in a tight end's body more or less. But he's 240 pounds. So I'm not going to put him in the Kyle Pitts conversation, for example, but he's kind of just a little bit match below that. But I think teams in a draft where there isn't a ton of great receivers, like top 20 worth receivers, they may look at him as basically, you know, hey, this is positionless football nowadays. Whether we get him, we can play him outside or inside. He's kind of a receiver in a tight end's body. So that's why I think teams are going to look for him, you know, relatively early in the draft. And again, Chad Ryder, uh, NFL.com, go check out his three-round mock draft uh, that he just put up a little while back on the 13th, I guess it is. And there are really good players still on the second round in your mock draft. I mean, Nolan Smith out of Georgia, that dude just does nothing but make plays seemingly time and time again. 
Uh, Darnell Washington, the gigantic tight end out of Georgia. He's there at pick 39 to Carolina. Will McDonald, the fourth from Iowa State, like him. Uh, Maisie Smith uh, from Michigan, the defensive tackle. A lot of people are high on him. But for me, we'll get to who you had the Packers picking, but the pick after the Packers, you got Quinton Johnson, the TCU wide receiver. I had seen people this whole time talking about first round for him. You've got him now slipping all the way to the Packers pick and beyond. Yeah, I think he's a guy that was not a very consistent player for TCU. He's a big playmaker, so he may end up a first-round pick. Uh, But to me, uh, you know, he's going to time probably pretty well at size and time. But, you know, I think if you look over time, not all guys that we think are first-round picks um, end up going first round. Some of them end up going second round. A.J. Brown is a perfect example that I just mentioned. So um, I think he's one of these guys that's not really consistent. I don't know, like, he probably runs three routes in TCU's offense. Um, so I, I think he's one of well, is he that different than Christian Watson who went in the top of the second round? I, don't, I, I think Watson may actually have had better feet um, in terms of route running, I think. So I, I think Johnson is one of these guys that might go a little lower than, than some people are projecting. Um, but then, you know, there's also, like, the Josh Dotson thing where people uh, are really craving a guy – with good size. And a lot of the top receivers in this class don't have great size. So maybe a team decides to, to push him up as their first round pick. That, that's possible. But a lot of these guys you see that are in mock drafts, either in the, you know, in the top 40, 45, um, all of them could end up being first round picks. It's just a matter of team needs, what teams, what teams like in their receivers and, and that kind of thing. Packers definitely need a safety. That's where you got him going in the second round. Antonio Johnson, the safety out of Texas A&M. What holds him back from being a first-round pick, and what kind of safety is he? Well, I, his man cover skills, I'm, I'm very interested to, to break apart guys like Johnson and Ronnie Hickman from Ohio State, J.L. Skinner from Boise State, who's a guy that, might be in the top 50 conversation as well. I want to see their move, whether they can handle man coverage responsibilities, because that's so important nowadays. So if he doesn't look great in those kind of movement drills, he's more of a second round pick, but if he shows enough and teams like the Eagles who could use, um, you know, a cover safety really, really badly, they may have real interest in him. That's why a guy like Brian Branch from Alabama is going to be a first round pick. Love him. And some of these other guys may end up, may end up second round picks because they're better in the box. They're attacking the line of scrimmage, attacking plays in front of them, and they could be really good players. But to be that first-round guy, they, they want to see the coverage ability. Um, and i I, I got to see Johnson do a little bit more of that in person. All right, third-round pick. You had the Packers there going tight end since you didn't have them going tight end earlier, one with the wide receiver from Ohio State. Sam Laporta, tight end from Iowa, Badger fans, uh, familiar with him. How much of a gap is there between you know those first two or three tight ends and the next group? Uh, you know, not a lot. And that's the thing. That's why they don't necessarily have to go tight end in, in the first round because I think the value will be good. In, in the second round, they could get a guy like Tucker Craft out of uh, South Dakota State. He's a really talented guy. Um, and then in the third round, Laporta is kind of that last tight end in, in his tier. So it wouldn't shock me if he ended up going a little earlier than this, but just the way things played out in this particular mock draft, and I, I don't project trades, you know, in the second, third round, so some of that might be going on too. But if they, he's available for them, you know, very athletic enough guy, not a superior athlete, but athletic enough, reliable enough, 
Um, decent blocker and not, you know, not outstanding, but decent blocker, a little bit of everything in this game. I think he could be a really good player right off the bat um, for some team in the late second or the early third round. What's the difference between him and Tunyon? Um, Laporte is probably a little faster, um, a little bit more of a, you know, a guy that could stand up and, and play more of a receiver role. Uh, sure. As opposed to Tunyon, and Tunyon's good at that. I mean, He's good at that, but I think Laporte's just got a little bit more athleticism to him, probably. Um, but I, that, that's where, I mean, heck, even if Mercedes Lewis comes back and you get Laporte and, and if Tunyon, if they can re-sign Tunyon and they get a guy in the third or fourth round, you can use all of those guys on offense. You know, they'll find a way. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, follow Chad Ryder on Twitter at Chad underscore Ryder, NFL.com. Uh, all the different mock drafts, Bucky Brooks, Daniel Jeremiah, Chad Ryder. Uh, check them all out right now at NFL.com. I have one last question because I want the Packers to take them. I'm sure they probably won't, uh, and it's okay, but I want them to end up uh, going somewhere where he's going to have a, a chance to play, and that's Keanu Benton, the Badger defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got him going third round of the Seahawks at, at 91. Uh, is this pretty much his ceiling the third round, regardless of what happens at the combine? Yeah, I mean, I think I think so. Just because he's not, he's going to give you interior pressure at times, but that he's not going to get after the quarterback a lot. And if you don't, it's really hard to go in the first two rounds as a as a um, defensive tackle. Um, but I will say that if a team he can get in a quarterback's face. So I think, you know, actually going in the third round for a defensive tackle is not bad. I mean, he's going to be like in the top five defensive tackles taken in the draft. So uh, I think he's, I think he shows enough of that getting interior pressure as well as course of the, uh, you know, his run stopping ability and his ability to play in a one gap or play a, a gap and a half if a team wants to have him as a three, four nose tackle or something. Um, but I, I think he, he presents a lot of power. He looked good in Mobile. Um, so I think the third round is the sweet spot for him. Chad Ryder, thanks so much for coming on. I'm sure we'll talk some more between now and the NFL Draft. I know you're heading down to Indy for the Combine. Uh, always a great time at the Combine down in Indianapolis. Uh, have fun, and uh, we'll talk to you afterwards. Thanks, Parker. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 